Lawmakers, city councilors, and train experts met on Friday to discuss reforms for the Taiwan Railways Administration after last week's fatal crash of the Taroko Express. One expert said that difficulties in coordinating different departments within the TRA have long been an obstacle to reform. He called for stronger government intervention. Another expert suggested swapping trains that normally run along the East Coast with those that run along the West Coast for safer and faster travels. Suggestions were also made for reducing the number of train stations, which are seen as a cause of delays and staff shortages. Lawmakers, counselors and transport experts hold a moment of silence for the victims of the Taroko Express crash. Reforming TRA cannot be delayed any longer, they say. The reason there is a delay in making any kind of improvement of the TRA is that it's very difficult to coordinate drivers, mechanics, engineers and operators. The executive yuan must establish a task force or committee to oversee TRA reform. Last year, the TRA tallied 58 accidents and 572 train malfunction reports involving moving trains. To lower the rate of incidents, the TRA workers' union suggested swapping trains between the eastern and western trunk lines. It argues that this would also make the system more competitive. High-capacity trains could be moved to the eastern trunk line and the rest can go on the western trunk line. The tracks on the western trunk line are straighter, so you have straighter lines combined with the fact that these trains, both Puyumas and Tarokos, can reach speeds of 160 kilometers per hour. Of course, we wouldn't operate them that fast. The union suggests moving Puyuma and Taroko models to the western trunk line. It says that their lower capacity of 372 passengers would be made up for by shorter travel times, less than three hours from Taipei to Kaohsiung. Tickets would only cost 843 NT for the trip, making it a more economical option than the high-speed rail. Meanwhile, if the older Zichang trains are used on the eastern trunk line, their slower speeds would be made up for by better adaptability to curves on the tracks. They would also double passenger capacity, solving the problem of sold-out tickets during holidays. The union also pointed out that the high number of stations and trains could be to blame for the TRA's frequent incidents, including the deadly derailment of the Puyuma Express in 2018. The government has added many new stations, which is truly a waste of the country's resources. Why does the TRA frequently experience train delays? It's because there are so many trains on the tracks at the same time. The Puyuma derailment happened because the driver was trying to avoid being late and exceeded the speed limit. The TRA continues to add stations, but it lacks the manpower to keep the system running smoothly. It appears that the road to reforming the TRA will be a long one. Taiwan's government is considering making 5,000 to 10,000 AstraZeneca COVID vaccines available to people planning to go abroad. Whether the vaccines will be available for all travelers, including tourists, or limited to business travelers remains to be seen. Those who wish to get a vaccine will have to pay for it out of pocket. The scheme could begin as soon as the end of the month. Officials hope the move will increase uptake rates, as only 21,000 people in Taiwan have been vaccinated so far. They say that under the self-paid scheme, the government will cover 160 NT in handling fees, vaccine purchases as well as fees for a doctor's appointment, checkup and the vaccine certificate will have to be paid by the vaccine recipient. Health experts are asking the government to consider loosening public health regulations for travelers returning from Palau in the travel bubble. Some returnees complained that the special self-health management that they had to undergo turned out to be more strict than they had bargained for. 
That, coupled with costly tour group fees, could be a reason why interest in the travel bubble is falling. To resolve the issue, the Palau government has announced tourism subsidies and fee waivers to keep prices down. People are called up one by one for a swab. They're all passengers who recently visited Palau under the Taiwan-Palau travel bubble. It's now time for all of them to come to the hospital for a self-paid PCR test. It's the fifth day since our return from Palau as the first travel group to go there. The first thing for us now is to get a PCR test. In the first five days after returning to Taiwan, travelers are subject to a more stringent version of self-health management. They can't go to crowded places, take public transportation, or go see a doctor of their own account. Travelers were aware of the conditions before departing, but now some say that having to actually abide by the rules is rather inconvenient. I work, so every morning I have to go clock in. Then the rest is all work from home. It's to not be a burden on my colleagues. Of course, it's quite inconvenient. For the post-travel self-health management, I think the government could consider changing it to five days of regular self-health management. Then on the last day, before the movement restrictions are lifted, require them to take a self-paid PCR test. If it comes out negative, the limits and conditions could be loosened. I think that is a direction the CECC could consider taking. The CECC is mulling regulatory changes so that tourists can simply undergo 14 days of self-health management after returning from Palau. That's because the current strict public health measures and the 60 to 70,000 travel fee may be putting off a lot of potential travelers. The second flight to Palau carried only 10 passengers. If possible, of course the travel fees could be lowered. It'd be better for everyone. I think the price is one of the issues, but I think that what most people care about is the quarantine period. Meanwhile, the Palawan government is loosening public health rules in the island. On Thursday, it announced it would lift a cap that limits flight and hotel occupancy to 70%. Travelers will also no longer have to pay a 500 anti service fee for the Traveler Verification Center. In hopes of lowering tour fees, the Palawan government has also launched subsidies of 25 US dollars per person so that visitors can go to attractions such as the Jellyfish Lake. Meanwhile, China Airlines has lowered the price of its flight tickets in hopes of attracting more travelers. It's joint efforts from every direction so that the travel bubble doesn't burst. When the pandemic struck in early 2020, many businesses went, went into crisis mode as closures hit, restrictions went up and revenue dropped. In Hong Kong, one Taiwan-owned furniture company decided to reinvent itself as a maker of boutique face masks. Its concept of colorful quality PPE took off, and today it's a regional brand that's recently launched a base in Taiwan. Our very own Stephanie Yang has the story. So our claim to fame is uh, the KF uh, Korean-style respirators. It's pandemic protection. It's also a fashion statement. This colorful 3D KF Korean-style respirator mask promises a more snug fit and a look that turns heads. It's a creation by Mask Lab, a PPE startup that got its start in March 2020. We started in Hong Kong, but our family's uh, background, we are originally from Taiwan. A year ago, when we first started, uh, materials were extremely difficult to come by. Um, even the machines. Uh, luckily, uh, we had some connections in Taiwan, so we our initial machines were all from Taiwan. 
Mask Lab co-founder Albert Chen, his father and brother began making masks in Hong Kong using machines imported from Taiwan. Uh, we have been making outdoor furniture for about 20 years now, and uh, outdoor cushions use a lot of non-woven fabric, and that's the same kind of fabric that we use on masks. So that gave us a little bit of, a, of an advantage when we started the business. And myself, I've been in e-commerce um, and internet marketing for about 10 years or so. Uh, so that allowed me to quickly uh, transform the mask business into a consumer internet business. The new mask business was a hit. It made a name in boutique patterns rendered with state-of-the-art printing technology. Masklab cooperated with Hong Kong, French, and Taiwanese designers to launch eye-catching prints. They began getting so many orders from Taiwan that they set up a factory in Zhanghua to supply the domestic market. Albert Chen says there's still plenty of room for the Taiwan business to expand. Moving forward in the future, reusable is probably the way to go. Uh, there's a lot of uh, environmental concerns with using disposable masks. Uh, and since coming to Taiwan, we've been uh, partnering with uh, Taiwanese artists and Taiwanese uh, celebrities here too and creating their own designer series. With the pandemic still raging, PPE is a thriving market, and many companies are riding the wave. Taiwan Baihe, a shoelace and elastic tape manufacturer, now makes a mask necklace that can be worn around the neck. Meanwhile, Macalot Industrial, which makes yoga leggings and polo shirts, is working with five other textile manufacturers to make isolation gowns and other protective equipment. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Li Qi, in Taipei. Taoyuan will soon get additional medical facilities for higher education. National Central University has announced it will be opening up a new campus with a hospital in Bada district. It will focus on preventative and precision medicine. The campus is expected to be completed in 2027. Meanwhile, the recently merged National Yangming Jiao Tong University is planning a development for a three-hectare plot in Qingpu. The university plans to open up a biomedical campus focusing on medical technology. To mark 100 years since Kaohsiung got its name, gourmands are celebrating the city's culinary traditions. Kaohsiung Public Library has partnered with a top hotel to launch a book exhibition dedicated to Kaohsiung's traditional food. A top chef has created his own homage with gourmet versions of 10 of the city's top dishes. Grouper fish are marinated in garlic, five spice and soy sauce, then battered and deep fried. The simple preparation lets the sweet and succulent grouper shine. It's based on old Taiwanese-style cooking methods. We marinate it in five spice and garlic, and that gives it a very nostalgic flavor. The skin is really crispy, but the meat inside is just the right kind of firmness. You can taste the freshness of the fish. Mullet roe from Chie Ding District, cucumbers and white radish go into shallow fried egg wrappers, making a perfectly balanced appetizer. 
First, the strong seafood taste hit me, and then there was the radish and cucumber, which make it less overwhelming. And there's the egg skin on the outside too. It's a special flavor. From chicken and fish to squid, every dish on the menu is prepared in the old Taiwanese style, using fresh local ingredients from Kaohsiung. I use the five marine treasures of Kaohsiung, which are the Pacific sori, squid, tuna, milkfish, and grouper. Kaohsiung's Taiwanese-style cuisine is different from that in the north, and generally more sweet and sour. It's 100 years since Kaohsiung changed its name from Takao. To celebrate, a five-star hotel and Kaohsiung Public Library have launched an exhibition of books on classic Kaohsiung cuisine. This chef has produced 10 of the top dishes, representing the best of classic southern Taiwanese banquet fare. The public library also has an online version of the exhibition, allowing readers to explore the cultural origins of their favorite meals. Penghu is going ahead with its annual fireworks festival, which is set to begin on April 22nd and finish on June 28th. As the pandemic relents, the festival has been scheduled back to its original dates instead of waiting for the summer season. The outlying county has scheduled 23 fireworks shows this year. Seven of them were designed by the county itself and eight were created in cooperation with a social media company. The shows will feature light shows with 400 drones alongside traditional pyrotechnic elements. Revelers can enjoy the delightful show at several locations in the county, including Guanyin Temple Park and the islands of Qimei, Jibei and Wang An.